First news with Keeler in the morning on WIBX and WIBX950.com. We'll talk about that uh, Comets game coming up last night as the uh, the city bid farewell in a kind of a um, an odd way, right? Uh, normally we're so used to full house, uh, sold out. None of that uh, was the uh, was the case. It's a pretty we'll big crowd it. though last night. It was for. Uh, for where we've been. Uh, Rachel Sutherland standing by on the line right now. Yesterday it came uh, just as expected, Rachel, the uh, the vote to oust Liz Cheney. Good morning. Hey, good morning. Yes, this only took about 15 minutes, a GOP conference going behind closed doors. It took a voice vote, which just means the yeas drowned out the nays there. And But before that vote, uh, Congresswoman Cheney gave another speech. She started by saying she has affection and admiration for many in the room, uh, but said that our nation needs this Republican Party as the strong party based on truth so we can shape the future. And went on to talk about what she described as President Trump's lies about the 2020 election. And uh, pretty much it was over almost as soon as it got started. Apparently she got booed uh, and then was, uh, was voted out. Uh, it could be that as soon as today uh, the, there will be a leadership conference that will meet uh, a candidate's forum where they're looking at at least Stefanik to replace Liz Cheney as GOP conference chair. But there could be a bit of a wrinkle there for Stefanik. It looks like uh, Chip Roy, the Texas congressman, is also considering launching a bid for that position. He says it shouldn't be a coronation. Rather, it should be an election. Mm, Okay. That's going to be pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, we were talking yesterday and through the week about uh, Stefanik and her rise from being uh, just a uh, a freshman to someone who I, I think it was uh, Chris Wallace did an interview with her and called her a rising star maybe two or three years ago and look where she is right now. Right to be up for this kind of position, yeah, does uh, show that uh, that she really has uh, risen up quite a bit. Also, when it comes to Liz Cheney, looking out in the future. What's the top? Other than her motivation that she really standing on principle, uh, she'd be looking at a twenty twenty four run. That would be one question I would ask of her of yeah. for the White House. Yeah. Uh, okay, going to be interesting. And uh, Rachel, thank you so much. Thanks, uh, Rachel Sutherland from Fox News. Uh, we mentioned last night the Comets played their final home game uh, with Vancouver, and it was symbolic, and it was uh, it was a little piece of history, right? Yeah, it was. It was and sad. You know, it's sad. It sad was a little about. sad. And uh, they showed some videos that I thought were really nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they went back through the, the eight years of the of the Comets. And so there's a video up uh, and a story up on our website that has uh, the, the video in there, which is the final minute of play and then the minute after play and uh, how they, they got the ovation how the players reacted. There were some players waving to fans as they uh, as they went out, and and had to, had to look very different. I would say, uh, uh, what's the capacity right now? It's still only twenty percent or something like that. What where or indoor? I think it it, it, it minimum twenty five, maybe thirty three. It doesn't start the whatever is coming next doesn't start until the nineteenth. There are a lot of changes going into play on May nineteenth, but um, yeah, I mean for that. Uh, for that arena, which is normally sold out on a normal night if the season were ending, it would be sold out. And it was a, it certainly has been a crazy year for these players. 
And this has been a, and, and then you find out you're playing, you know, they're playing for something. They're playing to make their way up to the NHL, but they're not playing for a, a playoff game. That I think took the wind out of a lot of those players out of, out of their sails just a bit. Yeah, I, I completely agree. So uh, if you want to check that video out, it's, uh, it's uh, two minutes long, and I just thought it, it's their last time. It's their, after this, they head out to, uh, to Rochester, and then they'll all gather their things, and, and everybody will scatter and, and, uh, and head home. They'll be playing in Abbotsford next week. And I heard one person uh, talking. Next year. Or next right? year, sorry. I heard one person uh, technically uh, this year, but. Right, you know, right, right. Next season, uh, I guess. Uh, I, I think they, uh, these players have come to really like it here and are not necessarily looking forward to moving on to, uh, to that city. So uh, I find that kind of, uh, kind of interesting. Uh, what else? How about the, uh, I mean, it's worthy, worth, of t- worth talking about the, uh, the change in, in the forecast. Um, oh, yeah, it's, it's nice. It, Sunny, it's 70. We were watching the game last night in Manaski. It was breaking news uh, for you. It was. Uh, I looked at my phone and everything, all, what is it, seven days out, were sun- there might have been one day where there was a chance of rain, all sunshines, and other than today, which was 67, they were all 70s or better. Now, I'm, uh, is that still I, the I'm, same case this I, morning? Well, my my app is a little different than yours. Um, mine is the uh, is I guess this is the Weather Channel app, and you're on uh, I don't know what app you're on the the regular weather app I think on which I think they draw off this so I don't know why it's different but at least I'm listed as as in Marcy if you're ready in Marcy 67 today. 69 tomorrow, which you just know it's probably going to hit 70 tomorrow, right? 70 Saturday, 71 on Sunday, 71 Monday, and then 70, 71, 71, 69, 72, and and going through like that. uh, And it is about time. Yesterday was actually pretty nice, although all of a sudden a big cluster of clouds would come through and it would get a bit windy, but yesterday was pretty nice. So, uh, but you're right, after this period of cold and rain um and despite the fact that there's frost on the ground out there this morning uh, we have uh, some pretty nice weather on the way today uh john decker is on early we're going to speak to him uh, from gray tv there's a lot to talk about there samantha colosimo testa council at large candidate in utica she is inquiring about the federal funds for utica and the county executive uh, paseni uh, mentioning that uh, the his belief is that it should be this money. We should all have one cause, and everybody should work together, basically pooling their money. Mm-hmm. How quickly do you feel, though, you're going to get resistance from municipalities and especially the towns and, and villages out there? Well, yeah, I'm sure that they feel that they uh, they know where they want to spend that money already, even though I think the guidelines just came out. Hopefully they can pool it together. If that's going to be the most beneficial, beneficial thing. But uh... I like the pooling it. I, I just think you're going you're gonna to get a fight. I'm sure you will. From and somebody. let's see what she has to say on uh, on this later on. Uh, Dan Khalil is on. He's the chief commercial officer and CEO of Great Castle Security, um, and uh, and that's uh, out at uh, it's, it's uh, division or uh, in association with AIS uh, and uh, out at uh, out at Griffiths. And uh, he's going to talk about this uh, this cyber attack on the pipeline, which which is back up and running. I wonder if I, I don't think we paid, did we? 
I don't think we did. No. I I I, uh, I have a friend I was speaking to uh, to last night who is somebody who's worked in uh, in government. His opinion, which you know, it's just us. We might as well be sitting and having coffee in, at the corner in McDonald's. Just, right, right. And I'm not downplaying his opinion, <laughs> but on but in in terms of in the group of all of us, one was military. He was former government, and he said he feels that uh, normally the Russians don't ask for money. Um, while the government is saying this is a Russian, a rogue Russian group, not necessarily tied to Vladimir Putin, um, he said he feels it looks more like uh, something that North Korea might do. So, but you have to ask yourself now, obviously, do we trust what the, our government is telling us? Of course we do. But is there a little piece in the back of our minds that's saying, if it was North Korea, do you think we'd want, uh, we'd want to give them credit for it? I mean, this country that can barely get a rocket off the ground, uh, that they could do something like that to a country the size of ours, the scale of ours? I don't think you'd ever, I don't think we'd ever admit that that's the case. So you think it's, uh, we've got to say it's somebody. We're saying it's the wrong person intentionally so that we don't give them credit? I think it's Russia. But I think that theory who uh, came from that theory, which came from two people that I, I respect, um, I, uh, I, I, I'll tell you this. If, if, if we were able to have a judge and a jury, I wouldn't, uh, or, or maybe a Vegas, I wouldn't bet against, uh, against their theory. Because think about it. I mean, uh, you wouldn't give them credit for it. But wouldn't they be out uh, saying it was us? Yeah, taking credit. Yeah. I would think they would want to take credit. And have they for it. ruled out uh, a domestic person doing this? No, I think it's it's. They have pointed. Yeah, yeah. They pointed to this group in Russia. Um, anyway, Dan Khalil will be on. We'll speak with him and see what uh, what he thinks. But the the thing that I I do feel like scares us the most is all of a sudden the panic that occurred. Oh, it's 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 even hip, happening here. I've heard this. How many states? BJ's alert? gas station was nuts yesterday, yeah. and then I think somebody said one of the other gas stations yeah. in Whitesboro was out of gas. Uh-huh. Oh my yeah. goodness! I had a different experience. Um, uh, I had an increase in gas. Now it may have been the pepper type <laughs> food that I was eating. One I don't know, but it was the meatballs. <laughs> but overnight, I it was a very interesting increase. Uh, Stomachache, basically. Right. right. You know. Um, yeah, I, I think that it, it, you know, I wrote a couple of nights ago that it's, it's crazy paranoid people that are, they're watching the national news and being, oh my God, I better go get the gas. I better get gas. And part of it, um, you know, you gotta be, to be fair, who would have thought we would have been dealing with a toilet paper shortage? Right. That's true. I mean, you know, of all things, of all things in the world. And I, you know, I recall last year doing the same. I'm watching the woman walk out of Target with piles of toilet paper. Like, what is she going to do with that? And my wife is like, "Well, maybe she works at a group home." I don't think so. I don't think she does, or did. No. Uh, but so, people panic, and this is what causes the shortages. So we'll talk more about that. Right. It's a. It's almost like a fake or a faux shortage because there yes. actually yeah. isn't a short. Anyway, so. Is there a state of emergency in how many states? I thought I, I thought I heard. I know there was in North Carolina two days ago. That's what Christine Bellina said Three already. Four, a state of emergency because of this. 
And then, you know, you're watching all these people wait in line, and, and Manaski, you made the point yesterday. It's like, what are you what are, waiting for? What are you waiting for? If there's a big sign that says we're out of gas, what are you... It's uh, a statement. The, you're wait, <laughs> actually, you're wasting gas. Right, and if there's there. a big truck coming to refuel, you're blocking them. I know. So I don't know what you're doing sitting there. I know. I know. I know. Mm-mm. Uh, let's see. No, but Can... you hit the nail on the head with your with your story and and about the. Thank you. Yeah, you know, people. Thank you. No, you're welcome. You know, because yeah. it is. People need to relax. It's not a shortage here yet. Yeah, but we'll we'll be it will be if you keep we that will up. Make it that way, and and you know, it's just like what happens when they predict a blizzard. What what everybody goes out milk and, and bread and milk, bread and eggs. Like you really need that stuff. <laughs> you know, come on, it's high in carbs. Very high in cars. <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's see. Let's say uh, if we were to talk. So I, I realize we're, there's Liz Cheney in the news. There's the uh, the money. We're going to talk about the money. We'll get into that today. Samantha Colossum will test federal funds coming to town. Uh, there's the uh, the attack, this, this cyber attack. I mean, these are all heavy stories. Um, if we could find a nice human interest story, what would uh, what would you choose? Something maybe... Um, uh, with music, Andrew, would you get down that road? I would love that. All right. Um, uh, quickly, grab Tanya Powers and see if she can do a quick thing on um, the Rock right. and Roll Hall of Fame. Can you? Here. Da, 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 da. All right, here she is. She's on the line now. Very fast, Andrew. Tanya, we're, we we need you. To, for I, dis- I'm, I'm always here for you on this topic. You know that. We need a distraction here. Uh, Help us, Tanya Powers. You're our only hope. And, <laughs> Whoa, no pressure. And, of course, uh, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, the inductees have been announced. And, Tanya, we talk we talk about this story every year. And every year we come back and are frustrated with who is being inducted. And I, I hope there will be no frustration this year. Well, you're frustrated with it. You're right. I'm, I'm okay you're right. with it. And, by yep. the way, Andrew, I'm always here for your Star Wars references. Mm-hmm. Um, so this year's inductees. Um, as we, I think we probably talked about who was nominated a yes. few months ago when the yep. list, the big long list came out. Yep. Uh, the inductees were announced yesterday. Uh, the inductees are Jay Z, um, the Foo Fighters, the Go Go's. By the way, all three of those. This is the first time on the ballot for all three of those. Wow. Um, Tina Turner, Carol King, Todd Rundgren finally made it in. Um, LL Cool J. These are the performers that have made it in for this year. Uh, the Musical Excellence Awards are Billy Preston and Randy Rhodes. Early Influencer Awards are Kraftwerk, uh, Gil Scott Heron, and Charlie Patton. Hmm. Um, by the way, if you're wondering who Charlie Patton is, father of the Delta Blues, brought us some Mississippi. So, um, oh, and, yeah. you, and, and that's probably something that you uh, very know very well. Yeah, without him, there wouldn't have been, um, you know... <laughs> I mean, there wouldn't have been a lot of other folks. I mean, yeah, he was active yeah. between 1916 and 1934. So, you know, you can think of all of the, you know, the different, you know, hardcore blues. I mean, if you saw Mulraney's Black Bottom, that mm-hmm. movie, uh, or have been, you know, familiar with the Delta Blues in any way in that yeah. at that time, he's the guy who influenced these folks. Um, so that's, you know, that's pretty substantial. But, yeah, this is, this is uh, by the way, Dave Grohl, Carol King, and Tina Turner, uh, all of which have, you know, gotten in again this year. That brings the number of artists inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame twice to 26 now. Um, Stevie Nicks was the only woman, and that happened a few years ago. Yeah. Uh, like in the last, like, three years, maybe. Um, and now she, Carol King, and Tina Turner are all in it twice. Um, 
Grohl was already in it for with Nirvana from uh, the class of 2014. Tina Turner was already in from the class of 1991 for Ike and Tina Turner. This is just her bar stuff. Oh, and then Carol okay. King was already in for 90, uh, 90 or 91, one or the other, uh, with Jerry Goffin. They won the Ahmet Erdogan Award. How is uh, how are these artists not in on their own? Like uh, like Aretha Franklin and Carol King, right? How are they not in on their own until you now? Mean Tina it's, Turner or Tina Turner? I'm sorry, yeah. uh, Tina Turner and Carol King are are so legendary. You would think they would be automatic, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, well, I would have thought Stevie Nicks would have gone in yeah, by her herself yeah. way before you know a few years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, and I was there when she was inducted a few years ago, and, and it was just, you know, it was stunning to, to watch and to think about the fact that you've had, like, at that point, what was almost two dozen performers, guys, who are, who were in twice. Yeah. You know, and then finally, you know, she kind of breaks the, the barrier for, for women there. Um, by the way, five of the six inducted performers are still working artists. Um, so you're getting into the category of, you know, more of the uh, the ones who are still out there performing uh, versus, you know, there for a long, long time, there was like a, a historical sort of thing. You, yeah. They had to honor people who weren't with us anymore, who weren't performing anymore. Right, right. Um, I mean, we're now, we're, you know, we're, we've, we've been in the still working artist thing for a little bit. Uh, now that's even more common. They'll be inducted, by the way, in uh, Cleveland on October 30th. They're hoping to have a big old packed house for that. Um, well, wouldn't that be nice? Yeah. Yeah. Tickets go on sale in July for anybody who's interested in making a trip to Cleveland. Um, but yeah, this is a uh, this is a pretty big deal to to even have been eligible. They had to they you know artists have to have released their first record twenty five years prior to their induction. So it takes a while to get people on the ballot. Uh, I can only say that I know we say, I say this every year, and I, I just feel that the name should be changed from Rock and Roll Hall of Fame to maybe Music, Music. Hall of Fame yeah. or something like that because. Uh, you know, a lot of the artists are not necessarily rock and roll, um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I feel like this is still a new Hall of Fame, even though it's been around, and they're just kind of figuring their things out. Whereas the Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame has been around for so long, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like that is all well organized, and when someone's eligible to go in, if they're worthy, there might be a controversy, but nothing like this where you have just amazing well, artists are just not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, but I mean, when you think about rock and roll, I always counter with the question, okay, define rock and roll, because it point. has changed so much since, you know, the 50s when that phrase was coined. Right, right. Baseball is still baseball. You know, I mean, it's it's pretty, if you think about it, you've got the Football Hall of Fame and the Baseball Hall of Fame or whatever. You play that sport, that's the one you're eligible for. Period. Then right. The, the idea of baseball and the it doesn't morph into something else. It doesn't change. It's still baseball. Um, but you know, I mean, music, you know, genres change. And what is you know was rock and roll back in the fifties was not that in the seventies or the nineties or yeah. now. Yeah. yeah, that's a very good point. And once again, I feel schooled. And no. we. we uh... <laughs> And Tanya, we appreciate that. It, no, I don't no. mean to get on my soapbox. No, <laughs> I, uh, I, uh, I, I only learn from you, and I appreciate it. So, uh, but it's a great story, and what the best story of all will be is if uh, if this uh, event can go on with a uh, with a full arena, a full house. That'll be the uh, the thing I think we most celebrate coming up yeah. later in the year, right? 
I can't so. wait to see who inducts each of these artists. That's that's the thing. That's the thing right, that I've begun right. to really watch is the artists they choose to induct yeah. them. I think that says a lot too. But yeah, October thirtieth is their induction ceremony. And by the, the way, if I could go into my parlay folder uh, this morning, uh, Mighty John, the record guy, uh, MoneyMusic.com. This guy knows more about. He's from Maine. And he knows more about vinyl off the top of his head than anyone I've ever mm-hmm. met in my life. Uh, he'll be on you. If you have any records or anything, any vinyl like that, let us know, and we'll check the value for you. Ooh, uh, that, that should be fun. That'll be a fun segment. It is a cool segment. So, All right, mm-hmm. Tanya, have a wonderful day in rock and roll world. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Tanya J. Powers. from uh, You know, it's funny because when you say to somebody rock and roll, I think of uh, like 50s and 60s. When you get yeah. to the late Beatles, I feel like it goes from rock and roll to rock. Okay. And then there's, but then on top of it, rock and They've roll. They eliminated the roll. Rock and roll, to me, in my mind, in the in the in the in the fifties and sixties, included artists like the Shirelles, as well as somebody that uh, you know uh, that was more of a rock type, uh, like the Kinks or something like that. Okay. Um, and then as we got into the 70s, it became rock music. And and then, you know, rock became the stuff that, that was classic rock. harder. <laughs> there was classic rock, yeah. but rock became on radio in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s. Rock became that harder rock. It's, it transferred. So then it became, that's when everything kind of went into its own little category, right? You had pop, you had rap, you had rhythm and blues. You had rock. Um I don't know. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, my definition of it today, just doesn't, uh, I, I don't, I would never disagree with Tanya on the air while she's with <laughs> us, but after she leaves. Well, I, I just don't, uh, I don't feel like it's, uh, it's more of a music thing. Yeah, I will say this, though. The Music Hall of Fame, it doesn't have the pop that Rock Good and point. Roll Hall of Fame Good point. does. You know? Good point. And did you use the word pop for a reason? I didn't. It was okay. by accident. As in pop music versus Correct. pop goes the weasel. Yes, it was yeah. an alternative way of mm-hmm. uh, wording it. Uh, okay, uh, good enough. Uh, so, kind of interesting, the uh, the names. The other part of this is, um, think of the, the artists that we have lost so early. Young artists that have died. Um, even, uh, you know, like a Michael Jackson and, uh, and Tom Petty and uh, uh, Cobain. And, I mean, it's just really unbelievable the numbers that we've lost. That are that who knows what they would be for performing today, right? It's crazy. Yeah. Meanwhile, what's his face there, Mick Jagger? You can you couldn't. Uh... Uh, Keith Richards, of course. Keith Richards uh, has excuse been me. Uh, well, yes. both of them, but Keith Richards looks dead. Yes, um, he's looked <laughs> dead for several years, but he's not. Uh, let's see what else did I want to get to here this morning. We will talk to Doctor uh, Doctor Kent Hall this morning uh, later on, later in the eight o'clock hour, and I I have to wonder. Seven coaches for the uh, New York Yankees is that the number right now? Yeah, all and I would I would assume all seven are vaccinated. All have tested positive for COVID nineteen. That would mean what? You know, one of the uh, somebody sent us a message on the app yesterday. Uh, I don't see it here. Maybe it was Richard, but it was basically you know you're th- you on the air. I said something like ninety five percent, but that's for uh, what is that for Moderna and Pfizer? Johnson and uh, Johnson, Johnson was in the 65%. 60s. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that might even have raised just a little bit to the low 70s. Um, 
But at the same time, uh, what Johnson & Johnson says, it's more effective in keeping people out of the hospital and with lower symptoms. And it seems like these, uh, these coaches for the Yankees are all asymptomatic, right? Yeah, I think yeah. they're okay. Uh, I don't think anybody's going to yeah. the hospital. or yeah. No one's going to the hospital or anything. So I, I just, um, I don't know, in Ohio, did you see what they're doing No. in order to get people vaccinated? Uh, Ohio is going to hold a hold five one million dollar lotteries for residents who've gotten the COVID vaccine. Stop. And teens who get the vaccine will get a chance to get a four year scholarship to go to school. Here's uh, Governor Mike DeWine speaking about exactly what they are doing to get people vaccinated in Ohio. Coming On right Wednesday, up. Wednesday, May twenty six, we will announce the winner of a drawing of all those 17-year-olds and under who have been vaccinated, and a winner will receive a full four-year scholarship to any one of our state universities. This will include tuition, room and board, and books. Now let's Uh talk about adults. On May 26th, we will announce a winner of a separate drawing for adults, adults who have received at least their first dose of the vaccine. This announcement will occur each Wednesday for five weeks, and the winner each Wednesday will receive $1 million. I love it. I, I think we ought to do it. I'd be, we'd be automatically in for the, for the, for the drawing. Right and now. I like that, too, because you know some of these other incentives post people getting them. Well, what happens is some of these uh, other incentives, they've consulted with the cable company. <laughs> and uh, if you're already a customer, you don't, you get, don't the, get the deal. You don't get the right. deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the same thing. Here, That's but- a good point. I should have held out for the best deal, like a free <laughs> agent. Right. You know? That's right. All right, right. Can you can you throw in uh, maybe some, a big bag of dog food? Yeah. Um, I'll take 50 bucks. <clears throat> How about a couple dinner, dinner gift certificates? I, oh, and a chance at a million dollars. Oh, loan I, forgiveness. Great. I do think this is kind of a cool uh, idea. It's what, and, and is this what we have to do to get people uh, to get people in? All of a sudden, the the degenerate gambler out there that's like, I'm not getting this shot. Yes, I am. How many like that? A million? <laughs> How many people do you think who haven't gotten it, like let's say in our area, would do it if you were in a million dollar lottery drawing? I don't know. Um, I don't know. But I still it, think a lot of them would object. They would actually think that might, this is more yeah. of a reason to think yeah. the government's pulling a wool over your eyes yeah. when they're incentivizing it this much. But I would like to. I would like a shot at the million dollars. I don't want any vaccine lottery downtown. Right? <laughs> that would go on in Utica. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, anyway, uh, Dr. Hall, the question will be, uh, this is, it is uh, interesting how, how, and I think he's kind of talked about this. The, the whole key to the, to, the, to the vaccine is to lower the amount of people that, that have it. Therefore, you, you have less contact and... It's not, I, I, I guess this will be the question that I'll have. Is it 95 and 100 people, or do you have 95 and 100 chances if you come in contact with being resistant to the virus? Do you know what I'm saying? So the, the efficacy is at 95%. What does that mean? Does that mean that only 5% of Americans will get it, or that you have a 5% chance of getting it? I think it's you, if coming in contact you have a 5% chance in, in, in getting it. So you could have a cluster of people that would all get it like these Yankees coaches. Interesting. And I'll note again, so when you're talking 95, though, 
with the shots they got, you're talking 68 or 71. Okay, so they, uh, they, they we know they, they were got all the Johnson. One, they were all one oh, shots, yeah. Okay, all right, interesting. Well, uh, today is National Apple Pie Day, if you care. Okay. I don't right. know if you do care. But, is it uh, apple pie with a slice of cheese on top of it? You day? could add that, but that should be mm-hmm. added only on National Cheese You've Day. You've never had that? No. A family in Virginia, we had this story yesterday, but I'm learning more. Couldn't afford their puppy's $700 vet bill when it came down with the virus, uh, a virus. But their 8-year-old son loves the puppy, so he took matters into his own hands and set up a booth on the side of the road to sell his Pokemon cards. Uh, remember when they used to sell? People would collect them, and it was a, apparently that still exists. Yeah, it's back now. It's his mom, his mom posted a photo of it, and people donated over nineteen hundred dollars for the kid. Crazy. He wasn't coming out of his cage and being the normal puppy that he usually is. Just not doing good. Made me kind of sad because usually my brother and my sister play together. So I usually get one by of him. I get a text message with a picture of him selling his Pokemon cards. So I just decided to sell them. I made $65 the first night before anybody knew. I, I was so happy because I wanted to get him back. Well, there you go. How old is the kid? I think eight, uh, eight years oh, old. That's really, yeah. that's really sweet. Now, here's my question. He said he made 65 bucks the first night before anybody knew. And then it's nineteen hundred dollars they raised via donations. So no, I'm on me. So some of it. So he did, didn't have to sell his cards after all. Some of it did not involve the the cards. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Good. Uh, what else uh, here? How about the? Uh, this is a great story and just stupid uh, because it happened in Florida, and you know that's where fun stories come from. A twenty-eight year old woman has been charged with trespassing and has now been ordered to stay away from a high school in Miami. What did she do? She pretended to be a student. Uh, her name is Audrey Nicole Fransquini. And uh, she thought it would be a good way, by pretending to be a student and going to school, she thought it would be a good way to gain what? Uh, this is your chance. Let's start with Manaski. Uh, It'd be a good way to gain what? Followers on Instagram. Absolutely correct. He always ruins the contest. <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? That's what she oh, was doing. God. I mean, come on, right? That's like but Billy Madison. Only he can go back to school. <laughs> she, uh, <laughs> how old? She, she was 28 oh or is gosh. 28. And here's uh, some audio on this one. She pretends to be a student, is walking around this high school, <laughs> handing out pre printed pamphlets with her social media Instagram name on it. She's trying to get people to follow her on Instagram. What I find, though, is at 28, you're ten years older than the than the rest of these kids, right? And you're probably able to blend in a lot better than someone if I were to do this. And I like, let's say I looked young, <laughs> which I don't. Um, just the the mere uh, break in in pop culture, the fact that that she's only ten years older, so you would think she'd be able to blend in, and and she didn't. They caught on to her. And, <laughs> And uh, how dumb. So is she some type of an influencer or she wants to be? Well, she wants to be. And, uh, you know, chances are people are going to go follow her now. What kind of crazy thing is she going to do next? Today I'm going to pretend to be an inmate in a jail. She would get a lot of of the high school boys to follow her if she was putting up uh, inappropriate pictures. Well, she might be. 
California man was arrested for riding in the back seat of a Tesla. Now, this this just we just had a horrible accident with this. Is this another fatal that they're talking about? No, there because was no, there's no I've accident. I read a story this morning that there was another one, another deadly is, crash that this, wasn't being investigated. This is not an accident. A California man has been arrested for riding in the back seat of a Tesla, which has a partially automated driving feature. Oh, okay. Haram Sharma has apparently done this before and plans on doing it again. Uh, here he's being asked uh, about it by a news agency out in the Bay Area. Here we go. It's just so dangerous. Cars are dangerous when they're being driven by humans. They're dangerous when they're being driven by robots that haven't been certified. I've been brake checked before really hard, and the car stopped. It came to a complete stop. Like Elon Musk really knows what he's doing, and I think people are just tripping and they're scared. Um, what he brings up it's almost as if he's doing this as a uh, as a protest that uh, the roads are so unsafe yet when you really look at the uh, at the studies um, highway uh, studies from across the country our roads are so much safer today than they were 50 years ago sure even 20 years ago Mm -hmm. Um, fewer people i mean you know yes it's true people still die on the highways but more people walk away from an accident. Seat belts, better design with the, with vehicles. The fact that um, there's not a spear on your on your 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 steering wheel. I mean, some of those old vehicles, it was all metal. If you if your head went into that dash, forget going through the windshield. Yeah. It was the dash that would crack your skull open. Yeah. Uh, beautiful, beautiful metal chrome dashes and steering wheels just killed people. So today we're far safer. All right. So it's illegal to be a passenger, I guess, in your own vehicle. You you have to have somebody driving, even though this they this well, there car must be, to be... Uh, there must be some sort of a technicality or a law, driving law in uh, in California. Well, I just like the guy they arrested says, him. I was following a car one time, and he broke really hard, and it was able to stop. Elon Musk knows what he's doing. Uh, I said that mine is only like a small assist that goes with with mine and and the the Mazda. It's noticeable, And though, it right? hits. It, yeah. If you get too close to something, it'll hit the brakes on it. On a study ranked the grossest states in America by looking at things like air quality, how many landfills there are, and for some reason, how many people wear Crocs. I don't, I don't understand Is that, that. right? <laughs> According to the uh, results, the grossest states are Virginia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Texas. The least gross states... Alaska, Nebraska, Idaho, and Maine. Well, yeah, I, well, I could see Alaska and Maine getting uh, getting in there, and probably you know Idaho as well. But well, the other you... three is you know Nebraska. I mean, those are uh, states where there's not a huge population, right? <clears throat> right, right. <I> mean, that's <laughs> probably not, that's why it's so clean. There ain't nobody all, there. All of the states, all the states. <laughs> yeah, I have to imagine too. In Maine, they wear a lot of Crocs. So yeah, yeah. How, how did they sure. get on the least? I don't know. Disgusting. I list. don't know how it happened. Uh, and how about, uh, question storm chaser was pulled over for speeding by a police officer. This, there should be some sort of an addendum to the law. Yes. Storm chasers should be allowed to speed. Um, how else are they going to chase the hurricane? We're talking about like tornado or something. Yeah. 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 Okay. Can you imagine getting pulled over and there's a tornado on the, on the horizon? You're like, officer, are you? Kidding me? <laughs> You've got your little uh, your little radar thing going around and around on top of the van and then the vehicle, and you're speeding down the road, and a cop pulls you over. It's like, listen, I don't have a lot of time here. Uh, getting away from me. Sorry, you were speeding. Of course I was speeding. 
So is the tornado. Uh, uh, how else do you chase it? Um, uh, he seemed to enjoy the storm chaser talk about the tornado he was tracking. Um, the police officer. Here's some, some audio. On that. Just tracking this tornado. I'm a tornado chaser. Yeah, I was just in the one we had hid in the gas station down here. I got like a crazy video. That gas station right down there in Colgate. I think he's, I think he's telling the truth because you can hear his little radar thing going on in the background. And the cops like, oh, you're a storm chaser, are you? Okay, okay. all right, yeah. License of registration, sir. That's right. <laughs> you're getting a ticket. Uh, okay, got to uh, got a break here, and uh, coming up next hour, we'll speak with uh, John Decker in a few minutes, uh, and everything going on, including the Liz Cheney story. Uh, John is, of course, now uh, no longer with Fox News. He has left and is. The chief White House correspondent for Gray TV. Whenever you see the uh, the White House press conferences, oftentimes you'll see uh, you'll see John out there. Uh, Samantha Colosimo Testa is on about the uh, the funding that's coming from the federal government. Utica's got a lot of money coming, but the county executive would like to see that money pooled and everybody work together. Kind of wonder if we're able to do that. It'd be nice if we can. So you're working for one and 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 pushing for one common goal. Uh, also, next hour, our free money question of the day. And what about these uh, cyber attacks? Dan Khalil uh, works out at Griffiths. Um, when it comes to cyber attacks and security for uh, not just a pipeline, but what about your business, right? What about uh, our municipalities, our schools and hospitals and all of that? Uh, we'll speak with Dan coming up next hour as well. And Andrea will update the that will include a forecast. A nice that one. is uh, that is pleasant. Amen. We uh, we will we will really are looking at a pretty nice weekend.